Blog Talk Radio. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. You know my other side. I can no longer
And also, uh, I had a death of a friend of our family. And so I just took some time off to reflect. I took some time off to mourn. But you know, I'm back now, and God is good. God is gracious. God is awesome. And God is powerful. And I'm thanking him for being here on tonight. I'm saved, I'm sanctified, and I'm filled with the precious Holy Ghost. And as they used to say back in the day, and that was burning fire. I give glory and honor to God because of his goodness in my life. He has just been a blessing to me. I thank him for all of the wonderful things that God has done. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you on tonight, God is just truly an awesome God. I, I know I use that a lot, but I use it because I mean it. God is an awesome God. Well, it brings me great joy to come before you tonight here on blogtalkradio.com and to share a word from God with you. After the broadcast tonight, if you would look on the webpage for blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God, there is a button there that says follow. And I would ask that you please push that button and it lets us know that you do follow and that you do enjoy our broadcast. I want to say thank you to all of you uh, who have been following the broadcast. I want to say thank you to all of you who have who sent me kind and comforting words uh, during the death of my niece and the death of my friend. Um, I just want to say thank you. Those words were so much appreciated, and they were truly a blessing and a help to me in a time that was traumatic for me. So I want to thank you for all of your encouraging words, not only for uh, what my family has been through, but I want to thank you for your encouraging words, for the broadcast, and for your support. Just want to let you know that I truly love you all. And I know a lot of times we say that, you know, we don't uh, see the people, I don't see you out there, or if I'm in a church and I, I look out over the congregation and I say I love you, I want you to know that when I say that, it comes really from my heart. Because I want you to know tonight that I am truly a born-again woman of God. I am truly dedicated to the things of Christ. And when I say I love you, I mean just that. I love you. I pray for you. Uh, uh, I, I, I try to be there for people when they need me there. And I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart that I truly do love you. Hallelujah. Well, many of you know that we do have a website called a word from God dot webs dot com. Again, that's a word from God dot webs dot com. I'm going to ask that you browse our site, that you follow our links to our other affiliate sites and to our different blogs. Also, many of you know that uh, I am on Facebook. And, of course, my page on Facebook is called A Word From God. So I'd ask that you please click the Like button to show us that you like our page. And also you can email us at awordfromgod3 
at AOL.com. Again, that's a word from God 3 at AOL.com. You can check out all of our ad costs and our advertisement page on our website. If you would like to have your church event or business announced on the air, or if you are a gospel artist and would like to have your CD played on a word from God, I would ask you to please go to our website for all of our instructions and our advertising costs. And if you can't get onto the website, just email me once again at a word from God three at AOL dot com and just ask me whatever questions you might want to ask and I will respond back to you. Well, we are also starting back up uh on this Wednesday, uh our business show on Wednesday mornings. I do a business show for business owners. Uh, people who are in ministry and you want to get your word out there, um, or if you're a uh, music artist and you want to, you know, want to get your CD played, I do charge for that on Wednesday mornings, and I would ask that you would go to our website and you can find the cost on that. It's a very, very low cost. Uh, it will get you heard all over the world, where uh, people will get a chance to hear your story and know a little bit about what you do. So if you do want to be interviewed on our Wednesday morning show, uh, I would ask that uh, you would go to our website, a word from God, uh, at, I'm sorry, a word from God dot webs dot com, and you can read all about our advertising costs uh, for our Wednesday morning show. So if this is something that you as a business owner or a pastor or ministry leader or artist would be interested in, please go to our website. Uh, also, just to remind you that we do have a couple of blogs out there. Uh, one of them is called A Word From God oneblogspotcom uh, This is a place where our thoughts and whatever else God might uh, lay on our hearts this is what we put on our blog. Our second blog is called Partners in Business One dot blogspot dot com. Again, both of those uh, blogs. The first one is a word from God One dot blogspot dot com. Our second one is Partners in Business One dot blogspot dot com. And on our business blog, uh, we share business tips about going into business for yourself. And if you would like, in my archives, I do have uh, a few messages, a few things that I've taught on business. Uh, I also have a message that I taught on how to uh, have a business built or how to start a business uh, with God's principles or, uh, yeah, with God's principles. Uh, I have two CDs out, of course. One is called Secrets. It sells for $15 for a two-disc set. Our secrets is to help bring healing to the wounded heart that has hidden secrets that you've deeply buried within you, but you're afraid to let go of or to tell anyone about. And this will help you to get rid of those secrets and get rid of that guilt and that bondage and that blame and that shame and all the things that go with keeping uh, those hidden secrets. The other one is called I Give Myself Away, and it sells for $10. In this message, the question is, uh, the question I ask is, is this just a song we sing, or is this something that you say or that you truly give yourself away like Christ 
gave himself away? Is it something, does this mean something to you when I say, I give myself away? Or is it just a song to you? So check out these two um, uh, CDs that I have. I I believe that you will truly, truly be blessed after hearing both. Uh, Still in progress, I have the series called The End of Times, where I'm teaching on the rapture. The Beam of Sea Judgment, The Marriage of the Lamb, The Great Tribulation, The Antichrist, uh, uh, The Great White Throne Judgment. Uh, There's so many things, the bowls, the seals, the judgments, all of these different things that are going to be going on and that are going on right now in the last days. So I'm going to ask you to be looking for that series. I should have that out soon. And also my new book will be coming out this fall and this also is going to be dealing with secrets in an even deeper way. Uh, and not only are we going to be talking about secrets, but we're also going to be talking about the masks that we wear to hide the secrets that we have. So stay tuned for all of those things. God is truly blessing. Uh, God is using us in a mighty way, and we're so looking forward to Uh, getting all of this material out to you so that you might be blessed as well. Also on my blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God page, I ask that you will check out all of my affiliate links. And there is one that I really want to uh, share with you. I mention this every week on the broadcast, and this is the one that deals with Blood pressure awareness. Uh, With this one, you can learn about high blood pressure. Many of us have uh, hypertension or high blood pressure problems, and many of you are on serious medications. Some people I know are taking two to four different types of blood pressure medicine. Well, you can go on this site and you can learn how to lower your blood pressure and there's so many simple ways that you can lower your blood pressure, and all of that has to do with eating right, changing your eating lifestyle, exercising, uh, watch, just watching your weight, losing weight. Uh, it talks about high blood pressure. Uh, it talks about uh, sugar diabetes. It talks about cancer. There are so many different things on this particular um, uh, uh Blog that I would like you to go on and listen. There's a great testimony on there about how uh, God blessed my husband, where he no longer even has to take high blood pressure medicine anymore because of changing his very lifestyle and how he eats, he exercises every day, and the different things uh, that uh, he does. So go on there and um, visit all of the blogs and all of our affiliates that are are with us there on my uh, main page. Well, tonight uh, I have an awesome message for you. Uh, Tonight we are going to be talking about a mighty God. We're going to talk about how mighty, how awesome, how glorious, how powerful, how, I mean, God is just everything. He's mighty. He is so vast. He is so endless. I mean, there's just so much to him. And so as we listen to this song, 
uh, I've, I, um, and I will be sharing a little bit more on how I got on this subject this evening. But I want to just uh, bless you tonight with this song from Dietrich Haddon called Mighty God.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's a mighty, mighty God. That song just has blessed me, I would say, over the last couple of weeks, just realizing how mighty, how awesome, how powerful our God is. And even though he's mighty, that he still loves us as his children. He doesn't uh, sit so far above us that he looks down on us and says, I don't want to have anything to do with them. God really loves us. He thinks so much about us. He thinks so much of us. It doesn't matter how powerful he is. doesn't matter how awesome he is. He is still our father, and he still loves us like we're children. And when we're lost and can't find our way, he comes and he seeks after and he looks for us. Hallelujah. So tonight, this is going to be our message, and it is called Mighty God. Hallelujah. Let us go into a word of prayer. Father, I just thank you and I praise you and I glorify you this evening, O God, uh, for all of the things that you are doing for us. Father God, first of all, I ask that you forgive us of all of our sins. Father God, I pray, Lord God, that as we repent before you on this evening, O God, that you will look at our lives and find our lives pleasing unto you. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I ask that you put your seal of approval on this message on tonight. I pray, Father God, that it will be a blessing to each and every hearer, O God. I pray, Father God, that it will uh, quicken their spirits uh, to to get up and to begin to move for you and, and to see you in a new light and to see you in a new way and that it will begin to change their hearts. Lord, all of the stuff that's in their hearts that need to come out, O God. I pray, Father God, that the word of God tonight will go in and it will house clean and it will get out all of that crappy stuff that's in us, all the hatred, all the unforgiveness, O God, all of the lust, all of the sinful things, Lord God, that should not be a part of our lives, that should not be named amongst us as Christians. Let us see tonight how powerful, how awesome, and how mighty God is. Let us uh, uh, reverence him on tonight and letting him know, God, I'm going to lay aside all of the the sins and the weights that so easily beset me. I don't want to have anything to do with sin any longer. Father God, let there be a change in our hearts on tonight. And, Lord, we glorify you, we thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Uh, The title tonight of our message is just simply Mighty God. Psalms 24 and 8 says, Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty the Lord mighty in battle. God is most often conceived of as the supernatural creator and overseer of the universe. 
a creator being responsible for the creation of the world and of our universe. Theologians have ascribed a variety of attributes to the many different conceptions of God. The most common amongst these includes being omniscient, uh, having infinite knowledge. Omniscient means having the capacity to know everything infinitely or at least everything that can be known about a character, including thoughts, feelings, life, and the universe itself. In Latin, the word omnis means all and sense means knowing. Omniscience is the capacity to know everything. That means that God knows everything about our lives, everything about us, everything that's going on around us, everything that's going to happen to us in the future, the things that are happening to us now in the present, and the things that have even happened in our past that we have tried to keep hidden from others. Uh, Being omniscient means there is nothing that God doesn't know about or any situations about you. God knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. If you have a problem and you need to know how to get out, God can tell you how. If you would turn to him and trust him to help you in your times of trouble. Why? Because he's all-knowing. Isaiah 65 and 24 says, Isaiah 65 and 24 says, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. He says even before you call, because remember, he's all-knowing. He already knows, but he still wants you to come to him in trust and in faith and saying, Father, I have a need. Father, I'm going through this. Father, I'm going through that. Yes, he already knows, and he says that while you are yet speaking, he says before they call, I will answer. And while you are yet speaking, I hear. Isaiah 30 and 19 says, For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. When God hears your voice, when he hears your cry, when he hears your desperation, when he hears your confusion and your frustration, he says, I will answer thee. But see, many times we don't take our burdens to the Lord. We don't take our concerns and our cares to the Lord. Why? Because we try to handle it all by ourselves. For you see, God is eager to hear from you uh, in the good and in the bad times. God awaits every day patiently to hear from us. And when he does, the word says he answers and 
ministering while we are yet speaking. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. He always wants to speak to and to hear from us. Uh, Let's turn to uh, Daniel chapter 10. That's Daniel chapter 10. And I just want to show you a little bit in Daniel how uh, Daniel fulfills what Isaiah uh, is talking about. Daniel chapter 10, starting at verse 2. We're going to look at verse 2 and 3, and then we're going to jump down to Daniel 10, verse 10, and through verse 13. And it says, starting at chapter, uh, I'm sorry, starting at verse 2 in Daniel 10. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks, or he was fasting three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Daniel was spending some time talking and praying to the Lord. But now check this out. In verse 10, and behold, because let, let, let me go back a little bit, because Daniel needed to hear some things from the Lord, and he was fasting, and he was praying for 21 days, but he had heard nothing. But the word of God says that um, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they're yet speaking, I will hear. And Daniel was calling, and Daniel was speaking, and Daniel was praying, and Daniel was fasting. But let's go to verse 10. And behold, and hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hand. This lets me know that Daniel was praying, and he was laying prostrate. He was laying on his belly with his face down to the ground. He was laying flat on his face, calling out to the Lord. And verse 11, and he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto you, and stand upright unto and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken these words unto me, I stood trembling. Verse 12, then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, the first day, the scripture says, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. The first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard, and I am come, and I am come for thy words. What are you speaking when you go before the Lord in prayer? Can the angel of the Lord come down for your words of faith, for your words of trust, for your words of truth? Are you Speaking forth the word of God when you pray, or are you telling God what the problem is? Because we're just now realizing here that God is a mighty God and he's omniscient. So that means that he knows everything. God already knows why you're there. 
You don't need to tell him what the problem is. You need to pray the solution to the problem so that the angel, like he did, Daniel said, um, he said, from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. And then verse 13 says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, meaning a demonic spirit, which stood me one and twenty days. He is saying, the angel is telling Daniel that I came down on the first day when God first heard your words and when you were first praying, but in those 21 days that you were fasting and you were praying and you were holding on to your faith, I was fighting a demon that was trying to stop me from getting the blessing of God to you. But this is what God did. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, meaning God sent another angel down there. And the two of these angels whooped up on the king, uh, the, the prince of the kingdom of Persia, because he says, um, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me, and I remained there with the king of Persia. But he brought down the blessing. Why? Because Daniel held on because of the book of Isaiah. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. And then Isaiah thirty nineteen, and in the latter verse says, when he shall hear it, it meaning when he shall hear their cry, he says, I will answer thee. So you want to know how to get your prayer answered? You pray according to the word of God. So God is all-knowing. He's all seeing. He God is everything. Uh uh let's go to our next attributes uh, of God. And the next next one is he is omni omnipotent. He's omnipotent, meaning he has unlimited power. Having unlimited power means he can do anything and that he can do whatever it is that he wants to do whenever he wants. To do it, God is also omnipresent, meaning He is present everywhere. You don't have to remind God about anything because God has seen it all. He sees everything that you're going through. Why? Because He's omnipresent. He can be here with me, watching over me, talking to me, and also at the same time in another time zone in another country sitting with you and talking to you and sharing things with you about your life and about something else that he wants to deal with you on. Um, so he's omnipresent. No matter what we are doing, God is there. And the last, God is omnibenevolent. We don't hear this a lot of times, that he's omnibenevolent. And that means that his, he has perfect goodness, or unlimited or infinite benevolence. 
This means there is no end to God's benefits or his blessings in our life. God never runs out of blessings. He never runs out of benefits. I remember a time when I went to a uh, conference and um uh there was there was a healing line. I believe it was a Benny Hinn conference and there was a healing line and I was watching as people were pushing and shoving and knocking other people down almost so that they could get to the front so that they could be prayed for. God's anointing never runs out. You don't have to push and shove other people away. There is enough benevolence, there's enough goodness, there's enough benefits, there's enough blessings for us all. Now, these attributes, many of us know, uh, these attributes show the power, the might, and the awesomeness of God. But let's look at some other attributes of God. These are attributes of God that, that, that bring him a little bit closer home to us. The Bible says in this first attribute that God is love. 1 John 4, 7, and 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. How can you say that you have the love? How can you say, first of all, that you even have God? in your heart, and you choose the people that you want to love. We are to love everybody. We are to love all. The Bible says that if we have not love, then we don't know God because God is love. Our God is so big. He's so majestic. Uh, He's the ruler of everything. He's vast. I mean, he sits high, and he looks low. Nothing happened that he doesn't see or that he doesn't know about. But yet, he still takes the time to look upon us and see how much we need his love in our lives. His love for us cannot even be described. God's love is so endless. I mean, it's it's boundless. There is nothing on earth to compare his love to. Nothing we do can ever turn off his love for us. Why? Because God is love. When we fall in love with him, the love that he has for us pours over us His love pours over us And we are able to love others As he loves us That is if we have a real born again Real live born again experience And if we have a relationship with God If we cannot love others Then there is something wrong with our relationship with God. 
If you've got something against anybody, I don't care what it is. You don't like this person for this or that or the other thing. You know, you don't want to deal with them. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to talk about them. If something about uh, the mention of this person's name just makes you cringe on the inside, you have a love walk problem. And you need to get before God and you need to straighten that out First, and then you need to begin to build your relationship with God. When someone hurts us, we still must love them. I I don't know how many times I've been hurt. I don't know how many times I wanted to walk away from certain things, from certain people. But God said I had to go back and I had to rectify that thing and I had to make that thing right. When other people look at your life, I had someone to tell me one day, I saw something in you that I don't see all the time. And I've seen people come against you. I've seen people talk about you. I've seen people just run your name through the dirt. But you still love them. Why? Why would you do something like that? And I told them, I said, because I have Christ in my life, and I have the love of Christ in my life. And if I can't love them the way I should, then I allow God's love to love them through me until I can love them on my own. There are times that you're going to have to turn certain things loose. And let it go and give it to God and let God minister to your heart and teach you how to love. Um, The Bible says, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. That's one of God's attributes. That should also be one of our attributes. It's not easy to love after you've been hurt by someone. But we must trust in the love of God that as he can love us, we can love others also. Do you feel tonight that you have a love walk problem? Well, if you do, you need to get before your father, first of all, and repent. And ask God to forgive you. And ask God, say, God, I need you to help me. Because some of you are wondering why things aren't happening in your life, why things aren't moving in your life. They're not moving, they're not not moving in your life because God doesn't like you, or God is mad at you, or God hates you. They're not moving in your life because you're harboring something, you're holding something, you're not following what the Word of God says, you're not doing it like God says to do it. And so, therefore, when there's sin in your life, you can't receive some of the blessings that God has because your heart condition is not right. So you need to get your heart right. You need to get your love walk right because your Father, God, and if you say that you have God in your life, then people should be able to see the love in your heart that you have for others. There should not be a guessing. Well, I don't know. You know, she said she's saved, but 
You know, she's always, always talking about people, always coming against people, always saying negative things. Uh, I've seen how she's how she talks to people in stores. I've seen how he dogs people out. He's rude. He's nasty. But he says he's a Christian. He says he loves God. But I don't know. Is that what people are saying about you? Get your love walk right. Your Father God, one of his attributes is that he is love. The next attribute of God is he is a forgiving God. He loves us so much that when we ask his forgiveness of sin, not only does he forgive us, but he also forgets our sin, meaning when he when we sin, this means that when we sin, God isn't keeping a record of everything that we do. The record keeping is only for the unsaved who never repent. Now, I want to clarify that. When you have sinned and you go to God and you ask God to forgive you, God blots that sin out. It's no more a part of your record. It's not something that he keeps on hold so that when he starts thinking about you and he gets mad at you about something or you think he's mad at you about something, you're thinking that God is mad at you because of some past sins that you did. There are no past sins as far as God is concerned if you have repented and if it's been placed up under the blood. God does not keep records on his children concerning sins. What records he keeps on us are what are we doing with the life right now that we're living. That's the record God keeps on those of us that are saved. Our love walk, how we forgive, how we treat others. How do we pray? Do we fast? Do we spend time with him? Do we have a relationship? That Those are the records because we are going to be rewarded by what we do. So the record-keeping uh, of sins is only for the unsaved who never repent. This is for those who will stand at the great white throne judgment to be to be judged by God himself for their sins and to be sentenced unto hell. But for those who repent of their sins, God does not keep a record. Our sins are blotted out. Well, Sister Becky, how can you say that? Let's turn to Isaiah 43 and 25. Isaiah 43 and 25. And this is what Isaiah 43 and 25 says. This. Is, I'm sorry, it says this. I, even I, am he that blotted out thy transgressions for mine own sake. And I will not remember thy sins. He says, I blot out thy transgressions for my own sake. I'm doing it because that's what I want to do, says the Lord. And then he goes on to say that uh, I will not remember your sins. 
And I also want to read that particular verse from the message version. I want to read that particular verse from the message version and starting again at verse 25. But I, yes, I am the one who takes care of your sins. That's what I do. I don't keep a list of your sins. And then Jeremiah 31 and 34 says, For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. And then Hebrews 8 and 12 says, For I will be merciful, for I will be merciful, merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. What an Awesome, mighty, powerful God that is. Not only does he forgive, but he also forgets as well. Now, I had a discussion, I think, not too long ago with one of my daughters about this. And, you know, sometimes uh, they say that we are to forgive, and, and once we forgive, we are to forget. And many times as Christians, you know, we we say, well, you know, I can forgive them, but I can never forget about it. In time, yes, you can, because uh, when it's first fresh, it is hard to forget. But through prayer, and maybe you might need counseling, through prayer and counseling, uh, through fasting, you can ask God to take that thing that has harmed you and hurt you and maimed you and, and made you feel angry so much, and you can turn it around into an, a testimony so that you will forget the hurt, that you will forget the pain, so that you will forget the frustration, how it made you feel, how it made you feel like, you know, you never wanted to love again and you never wanted to trust anybody again. You can forget to the point where you can turn it around and turn it into a testimony. But God truly, truly not only forgives us, but he forgets as well. So the next time you pray and you're asking God to forgive, because we we have a tendency that when we're asking God to forgive us, we ask him to forgive us for the same thing eight, nine, ten, a hundred times. And, you know, to God, he's like, well, what are you talking about? Because there's no record in my book of that sin. He might see the the previous sin or the sin, the now sin in your life. He says, I see this sin right here that you need to repent of. But what you're saying happened in 75, what you're saying happened in 80, what you're saying happened in 2005, what you're saying happened last week. I, I don't see that. I'm not a record keeper of your sins. I only have what you have not as of yet repented for. And once you repent of that sin, then that too is blotted out. And he says he does not remember those sins or those transgressions anymore. His forgiveness towards us is Awesome. There are uh, there are are um, 
words that uh, we could never find that compare to God's forgiveness to us. I don't even know how to express God's forgiveness other than he just took my sins and just wiped them all away. And when I do commit a sin, he just, he says, all I need to do is to come and to repent and to give it over to him and and not do it again. I'm not saying that we can, you know, repent, you know, we're, we're committing adultery today and then we go out and commit adultery again tomorrow. I'm not saying that you uh smoking a joint today and then you go out and smoke a joint tomorrow. When you repent of something, that means that you turn completely around and you don't do that anymore and you don't allow that sin to to uh, be, uh, be a part of your life anymore. So you need to, uh, if there's some unforgiveness you have in your heart, you need to repent. And then you need to learn and you need to ask God to help me, help you to begin to be able to forget that uh, which someone has done to you. Look at your life. I want you to look at your life and think of all the things that you have stood before God for. Some of us have stood before God on some things, you know, Lord, you know, I, I, the, the woman tried to run me off the road and I, I tried to ram her car or she flipped me the bird and, and I, I, I yelled at her. And some of us maybe have even cussed at someone. You know, some of us have got to stand before God in 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 some on some crazy things that we've thought that we've done that we've contemplating doing but we've had to stand before God we had to stand before his uh before his throne and say father uh I'm sorry what are some things that you've had to stand before God for and to repent of did God forgive you when you stood before him, the word of God says, yes, he did, that he did forgive you, that he said, you know, I'm, I, 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 I forgive you of that sin, and I want you to know even more so, I forgot about that sin. So if God can forgive you, then why can't you forgive other people? Why can't you just let it go? Let it go, squash it, drop it. As our bishop said one day, drop the rock. Quit holding on to stuff. Let it go. Let go of that unforgiveness. And when you do, watch God bless you. Watch God move in your home. Watch God move in your life. Watch him. I remember when I was first saved, and I didn't know that all you had to do was just, you know, say, Father, forgive me, come into my life, save me, I repent of all of my sins. I I wanted to make sure every last one of my sins that I could ever think about, remember, that I was forgiven. And so, I, you know, God allowed me to just go ahead and do that, and, and I cleansed myself. I made sure, you know, that, you know, I, I, you know, I said, Lord, you know, just bring everything to my remembrance. I want you to forgive me of everything. I want to be forgiven. I want to be clean. I want to be whole. That if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. And so 
you know, I felt clean, I felt pure. I was lifting my hands. I was worshiping God. I was telling him, thank you. I was saying, Lord, I glorify you. I thank you so much for what you're doing in my life. Uh, you saved me. Uh, I'm, I'm just so happy. And I was, I was happy. And I said, thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. And then God said, you have one more person that you have to forgive. And I said, okay, Lord. I couldn't think of anybody that I had to forgive because as far as I was concerned, I was as happy as a clam. My life was cool. I had been forgiven. I had forgiven anybody that that I felt at that moment hurt me. But then God said, you have to forgive your father. And all of a sudden, I felt an ugliness come over my spirit. And I said, mm-mm, Lord, no, 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 no. I, I can't even believe, Lord, that you would ask me to forgive a man that did the things to me that he did, that did the things to my mother that he did. I I, I feel slighted that you, I mean, not slighted, but I, I feel saddened that you would even ask me to forgive him. He doesn't deserve my forgiveness. Now, this is me, a little, little uh, finite, infinite, you know, finite person trying to say to the Almighty God who I felt needed to be forgiven and who I felt didn't need to be forgiven. And I felt my father didn't need to be forgiven because of the things that he had done to me in my childhood and the things that he had done to my mother. I just could not accept it. And then the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I just forgave you for every sin you asked me to forgive you for. Now, I'm telling you to forgive your father. And it was the hardest thing for me to do, to, 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 to forgive a man that had mistreated me and my mother. But I did it. I did it, I, I, I forgave him, I swallowed all of my pride, I, I swallowed all of the hatred that I had for my father, and I turned it over to God. And I said, Lord, I forgive my dad. Now help me to love him, because I can't love him on my own. I, I really can't. And when I did that, the floodgates of heaven opened up unto me, and God poured in my heart. He just poured into my life his spirit, his love, his forgiveness. And I truly knew that God had made a change in my life. And up until the day that my dad died, we didn't have a close relationship, but I loved him and I had forgiven him and I had made my peace. With him Somebody out there tonight You have to do The same thing There is somebody That you have to forgive Because God Is a God Of forgiveness 
He is a God of forgiveness. How will you be able to stand before the very throne of God and expect him to say he was pleased with your life when you died with unforgiveness in your heart? People today are dying at early ages, old ages, children, babies, young adults, teenagers, and many are dying with stuff in their hearts, things that they did not get right, people who never accepted Christ because of something that somebody else did or somebody looked at someone's life and said, that's not what I want. I don't want to be like them. And so that person died not knowing the full benefits that Christ has for them. How can you truly right now, under the sound of my voice, stand and hear and say that um, when I stand before God, if you know that your life is right and you don't have anything that's standing between you and God, praise God, you're going to go on and receive your reward. But there are others of you that are going to receive nothing because of the things that you are doing, that you're standing before the most high, the most holy God with sin in your life. Unforgiveness is a terrible thing. Mark 11.25 says this, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. What or who is binding you so that you cannot forgive somebody? Are you allowing the devil to keep you so bound, keeping hatred and and stuff in your heart that you are willing to stand before God with unforgiveness in your heart? If you right now feel you can stand before the almighty God with the sin of unforgiveness in your heart, you have no respect for God or for his word. Because the word says in John 14 and 15, If ye love me, keep my commandments. God is not only uh, a a God of love. He's not only omnipresent, omniscient. Uh, He's not only omnipotent and omnibenevolent. He is a God of love, and he is a God of forgiving. And the, 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 the character of love and the character of forgiveness, we're not omnipresent. We're not omnibenevolent. We're not omniscient. We're not omnipotent. We are none of those things. But we can have the character of forgiveness. We can have the character of love in our hearts. So the Bible says, if ye love me, in, in John fourteen fifteen, if ye love me, then keep my commandments. God's next attribute is that he's father. He's a father. 2 Corinthians 6 and 18 says, And will be a father unto you. That's 2 Corinthians 6, 18. And it says, 
and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. First John 3 and 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because uh, because it knew him not. Have you ever wondered why people sometimes don't like you? Uh, you've never done anything to them. It's just because they see something in you that they don't understand. It's foreign to them, and it's not of this world. What they see in you is the character and the attributes of your father. They don't understand who your father is. Now, while most people, at least those who do not irrationally deny the existence of God, many claim that all are children of God. The Bible reveals quite a different truth. We are all his creation and under his authority and lordship and will be judged by him. But being a child of God and having the right to truly call him Abba Father is something that only a born-again Christian is able to do. If you have asked Christ to come into your life, you are now and will forever be a child of God. But for those of you who have never, ever received God as your personal Lord and Savior, you do not belong to God as a child. You are one of God's creations. And as I just said, um, you're under his authority and under his lordship and will be judged by him, but you don't have the same rights and privileges that the child of God has. So if you're not God's child, then whose child are you? The Bible says, and you know today now there's this thing that who's your daddy? I'm asking you that right now. Who's your daddy? The Bible says in John chapter 8 and verse 44, it says, Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. See, God is a loving father. God is a forgiving God. But I've never heard any of Satan's children talk about how good that he is to them. I constantly hear uh, God's children talking about how good God is, the great things that God has done for them. Uh, many times I've never heard uh, someone that's uh, uh, that's uh, delved into witchcraft or Satanism. I've never heard them talk about how good their father 
is to them because he's a liar and he's the father of lies. It says that he's a he's a murderer. It says all kinds of evil things about him. It says that he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, that there is no truth in him, that when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh it from his own. He is a liar and the father of lies. So who's your daddy tonight? Is it God? Is it the creator of this universe, the creator of this world? Is it he who is omniscient? Is it he who's omnipresent? Is it he who's omnipotent? Is it he who's omnibenevolent? Is it he who is a father to us? Is it he who is forgiving? Is it he who is full of love? Or is it he who's a liar? Is it he who is a murderer? Is it he who cannot be in the same place at the same time? Is it he who doesn't know everything about everything? Is it he who does not bless his children? Who's your father on tonight? Understanding that not all people are children of God and that becoming a child of God only happens when you are adopted by God through faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Once you've asked Jesus to come into your life, you immediately become a child of the Most High God. Now, I had said something here. Well, let me go go to this point. After this encounter, we begin to build a relationship with our Father. He becomes everything to us, or so he should. After spending time with him, we begin to see him as Abba Father, or the word Abba is an Aramaic word, and the closest meaning to Abba to us today means Daddy. We begin to call him Abba as our relationship or daddy, as our relationship with him becomes more intimate. Um, Romans 8 and 15 says, and this is in the latter part of the verse, but ye have received the spirit of, uh, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Or daddy That is found in Romans 8.15 I want to read that again This is the latter part of Romans 8.15 But ye have received the spirit of adoption Whereby we cry Abba Father And then Galatians 4 and 6 says And because ye are sons God has sent forth the spirit of his son Into your hearts Crying Abba Father Or crying daddy Because Jesus has an intimate relationship with his father And we have now been adopted We too have the right to call God daddy We have the right to be able to go in and have an intimate relationship with our father Where God knows our name Uh, Today was Youth Sunday at our church, and our children sang, I am not forgotten. God knows my name. I love it when God calls me and and, um, 
when I'm I'm sitting around and maybe I'm not doing everything I should be doing, you know, maybe I'm watching TV instead of praying and, and studying, and God will say, Rebecca, I need to talk to you. God knows my name because he wants to be intimate with us, his children. God is many more things to us. As I said earlier, he's omnipotent. He's uh, omniscient, he's omnipresent, he's omnibenevolent, meaning he's all-knowing, he's, he's all-powerful, he's everywhere, and he's, he, his blessings do not run out. And then he's our father, he's our, our he, he, he's love, and he is forgiveness. He forgives. And there are many other things that God is. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a comforter. He's a savior. In the end of times, as we know it, or as we will know it, God will be either judge or rewarder to us. Are you going to stand in the great white throne judgment? where all the sinners will be, where your whole life is going to be played out, where people are going to be able to see everything you've done from the beginning of man until the very ending of man. Everybody will be able to see uh, your life. Is God going to be your judge or is God going to be your rewarder? Are you going to be at the Bema Seat judgment where Jesus himself, will judge us, and we will be judged by, uh, uh, we will be rewarded by what we do. Those things that uh, we did for God that, that go through the fire and come out as pure gold and come out as silver and, 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 and fine jewels and all of that, the Bible says we will be rewarded for those and uh, uh, will be rewarded greatly. But those things that we did not do for God and it goes into the fire, it's going to come out like wood, hay, and stubble. But ye yourself shall be saved. Why? Because you've asked Christ into your life. So I want God to look at my life on that day. And I want him to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. But some are going to hear, depart from me. Ye workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. Prepare for the devil or Satan and his angels. I don't want to go down. I want to go up. So for many of us, he will either be a judge or he will be a rewarder. He is whatever you need him to be in your life at the time that you really need for him to intervene. Right now, how do you need for God to intervene in your life? What is it right now that you need God to do for you? What do you need him to do right now? Um, I've known God in many, many different ways. I've known him as a healer. I've known him as uh, a deliverer. I've known him as, uh, and I know him now, as a savior. Uh, I've known him as a friend. I've known him as a father. Uh, I've known him as one who forgives. 
I, I, I've known him as one who loves. How have you known him? What ways can you say right now that you have known God in? Well, just recently I have had to know God as a comforter, a comforter somebody that I could go to and I could just um, share my pain and share my burden with, share my my loss with. Uh, I recently had the death of three people to affect me very, very deeply. My young niece, Maria, who was age 29, she died from a brain aneurysm, and she left three daughters, three young girls, uh, from the age of seven down to eight months. And her death just really rocked my world. I mean, it, it shook me because when my sister died, who was also the same age uh, as as uh, my niece, I helped to raise her for a short time. So she was in my life for a, a period of time, and I was able to speak to her before she died, actually within hours before she died. But it broke my heart to lose her at such an early age and to know that she left three young children. The second person that I lost was a very awesome woman who I met two years ago at her wedding. And a few months after she married, uh, we found out that she had cancer. And uh, after hearing all of the wonderful things that they said about her and her service, uh, she was an awesome, powerful woman of God. But she died a day before her second wedding anniversary. And that just that just broke me. It, it, it broke my heart. And then the third um, death and the third thing that I had to uh, go to God about was when I found out about the young pastor, Zachary Timms, who died at age 42, who pastored a church there in um, in Florida. And I never met the young man, but I've I've seen him several times on TV. And my heart just broke. It broke for his family and it broke for his Church, and I was handling all three of these all within two weeks of each other, and I had to begin to to uh, it, it, it was just it was bogging me down. So I mean, I was in a lot of pain. I I I, I just didn't know who to talk to. It took me back to the time when my mother died, and uh, I lost my very best. Friend, my mother was my my mom, but she was my best friend in the whole wide world. And when I lost her, and then too, I had to remember and I had to know God as a comforter. And when my mother died, my father, uh, the father, the father God spoke to me because you know I was always taught you don't question God, but I had to ask God some questions, and and I'm like Lord. You know, uh, I knew my dad was going to die. I, I, I knew he had cancer. I had prepared for his death. You know, when I when he died, I I, I you know I, I was able to hold up. I was there for my mother. 
But there was no preparation for my mom. And she died two weeks after my dad. And and that was hard because I lost my father and I lost my mother and my best friend. But I asked God, and, and he spoke these comforting words to me. He said, they're with me now. And that was all I needed to hear, that they were with him. And the good thing about the three people that I aforementioned were they all knew Jesus. And so I know that they are with him. And God began to comfort me. And as he uh, uh, began to comfort me, I was one night looking at a movie on TV starring uh, Dietrich Haddon, a young man whose song I previously played. And as I was sitting there and I was just feeling low in my spirit, just feeling like, you know, God, you know, when is this pain going to end? How do I get over these three deaths? And this young man began to sing that song, What a Mighty God We Serve. And I began to feel my spirit rise. I began to feel my hands go up in the air. I began to feel tears come rolling down my face as he began to sing about God's greatness, about God's goodness, that how there was no other name, how there was no one else that could do for us like God can. What a mighty God we serve. I began to worship him. All of my grief and depression, it left me as I began to think of the goodness of God. And I realized that with God, I can handle any and everything by praising God in every situation and by calling on his name in faith. God is so true to his word. He says in his word, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God's love towards us is so amazing. At the times when we feel like we are so alone, God steps in and takes control of the situations in our lives if we let him. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible to God. Nothing is impossible. And if we let God take control of the situations in our lives, it always works out. Nothing is impossible for God, and nothing is impossible to God. All that God asks is that we trust in him and let him guide and direct our lives. Our responsibility to God is for us to worship and praise him, to adore and exalt him, to follow his word, and to live our lives in such a way that our life will glorify him. The life that we live before him is not just important to us, but is it but it is a command from God that we live the life that he tells us to live. In his word So that others may see our good works And glorify our Father Which is in heaven Don't let your life be a stumbling block 
to others and cause them to miss out on heaven. Don't let their blood be on your hand because you didn't witness to them or you lived a confusing lifestyle before them. You, as I say a lot of times, are going to be the only Bible that some people are going to ever read until they are totally introduced to Jesus Christ. What is it in your life that might be causing other people not to come to God? What is causing God to look at your life and say, I'm not pleased with what I see? I want you to right now think about how mighty is God in your life. What has God done for you? What is he doing for you right now? Right now, do you have a reason to praise him? Do you have a reason to worship him and to glorify him? What has God done for you? Has he healed you? Has he delivered you? Has he saved you? Has he blessed you? Has God given you something that you know you didn't deserve? And did he not give you something that you should have gotten because you moved out of his will? You did something that you should not, you did something you shouldn't have done, but God didn't bring down any repercussions on you. God's mercy and his grace are so awesome because sometimes we get things that we don't deserve by God's grace, and sometimes we don't get the things that we do deserve because of something evil or bad that we did because of his mercy. The Bible says God's mercies are new every morning. Hmm. God deserves your praise. He deserves your worship. Because you see, we were created to worship him. God wants to use you. The mighty, mighty God who sits high and looks low, whose throne sits in the middle of the city of heaven, the God who is the creator of everything, of all life, of every uh, uh, of this vast universe, of every planet, every star, every sun, every moon, that God looks down on this earth and he looks at your life and he says, what can I do to bless him? What can I do to bless her? Oh, look at her. I'm so proud of her. Look at him. I'm so pleased with his life. God's got, oh, there's all kind of stuff going on in this world. We've got famines. We've got wars. We've got uh, political upheaval. We've got earthquakes in diverse places. We've got fires. We've got floods. We've got hurricanes and tornadoes and, 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 and wild animals coming out and, and, and attacking people, uh, abortions and, and murders and rapes. And, and, and there's all kind of stuff going on. 
that should be grabbing God's attention, and it does. But in the midst of all of that that's going on, God looks down and sees you praying on your knees, saying, God, I need a financial blessing. Lord, I lost my job. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to feed my family. That mighty God looks down on the earth and sees the need in your life. Hallelujah. And he says, you know what? I know that this is going on. I know that that is going on. But I can also handle this particular situation. And I'm going to bless her where she's going to be able to get some food. I'm going to I'm going to bless where he's going to be able to get a job. I'm just going to bless because that's my child and I love them. Why? Because I'm God. He's a mighty God. And I want you right now to enjoy this song. I am God.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. We worship you, O God. We praise you, Father. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. I am God. And again, a mighty God. God is so awesome. I want you to know tonight that God loves you. And as I had asked you some questions earlier in the message tonight, and I said uh, about love, that you have the love of God uh, in your life, and, and or are you walking in forgiveness on tonight? And whatever it is that's in your life that's not like God, you can get that out of your life. All you have to do is just go before the Father and just pray and ask Him, first of all, to forgive you. And then ask Him, Lord, I I can't love people the way that you love them. So, Lord, I'm asking you to love them through me until I grow to a point where I can love them on my own. I want to treat people right. I want to do right. Because I don't know, Lord, when it's my last day on this earth. And I want to do what I am supposed to do. I want you to be pleased with my life. That should be all of our cry. That God is pleased with our life. Is he tonight pleased with your life? Is there something in your life that you're harboring, that you're holding on to, don't play a dangerous game and keep holding on to those things because you belong to God. Maybe you're not a child of the king. Maybe your father is somebody else. Maybe your father is is the devil, our enemy. You need to get rid of whatever it is in your life that is not like God. Turn it over to Him. If you don't know God is your personal Savior, then you need to turn your life to Him. You need to say, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me for my sins. I repent. Jesus, come into my life. Save me. I want to be different. I don't want to be this way. Or if you're you're, you're, you're born again, but you, as our pastor Bishop spoke this morning, he said some of us are, are born again, but we're not fully delivered. Maybe you need to be fully delivered and ask God to take this crap out of my heart. Take it out of my life. Lord, I don't want to be this person. I don't like the person that I am. I know that I'm not doing things accordingly to what the Word of God says I should do. You can repent tonight and you can turn your life over to Christ and you can let God become the center of your life. He's a mighty God. He is a mighty, mighty, mighty God. And he's not that mighty where he can't take the time to look at your life and say, that's my child. Like he did with Jesus. He said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He can say, he can say those same things about you. That is my child in whom I am well pleased. Can God speak highly of you? Can God um, look at your life and, and the devil look at your life 
And God said, there's nothing you can do to make him or her turn from me because they know that I love them and they know that I'm going to uh, be there for them and they know that I'm going to deliver them. Turn your life over to the Lord tonight. Uh, If you're a backslider, come back home. All you got to do is repent. If you're unsaved and you want to know Jesus, all you got to do is repent, ask him to come into your life and to save you. Some of you, maybe you just need prayer and you just want uh, the Father to uh, uh, build you up even more so you want to get rid of some things that are in your life that should not be. Let us pray. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray first of all, Lord, for the unsaved. And I pray, Father God, that you have ministered to their heart. And Lord God, whether they're listening live or whether they're going to be listening uh, through the archives, I pray, Father God, right now that you will touch their heart if they are a sinner, that they will realize through this message what a mighty, mighty God you truly are, and that they will say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life, Jesus. Save me. I repent of my sins, and I don't want to live this life for the devil anymore. In Jesus' name. Well, Father, maybe they are a backslider and they're saying, Father God, I want to come home. Forgive me of all of my sins. Jesus, I ask you that you will receive me back unto you. Come into my life. Save me fully. Deliver me. Draw me closer to you in the name of Jesus. And then, Lord, maybe it's just those that need prayer on tonight. But they have some things, Father God, that are within them that they need to let go of. Father God, whether it be bitterness or anger or unforgiveness or they don't walk in love, Father God, or they're not living a life that's so pleasing unto you. Father God, I pray for them right now. And, Lord God, as they would say, Father, I'm sorry. Lord God, all the stuff that's in my life that should not be in my life, remove it. I give up anger. I give up unforgiveness. I give up uh, um, uh, not walking in love. I I, I give up um, just the things that are hindering me from living a God-called and a God-filled and a God-pleased life. Lord, I just pray for each and every one, Father God, who are going through some type, one of these three particular incidences, and I'm asking them, I'm asking you, Father, to bless them, receive them, forgive them, and love them, Father God, into the kingdom, the way that you would have them uh, to go. Father, we just worship you now. We praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it has truly been a a joy uh, to be back on the air tonight uh, to share a word from God with you. I pray that you were blessed on this evening. I pray that the word of God touched your heart on tonight. Um, I pray that you will go back in and re-listen to this particular message as well as other messages that we have on um, on demand or in our archives. Uh, I do ask that on Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock 
that for those of you that are business or you want to are in business or you want to learn about business or whatever that you will tune in at 10 a.m. Uh, uh, on Wednesday morning, and we're on for about an hour, and I just share business tips with you, and and we're still on the uh, um, on how to do a business, how to do a simple business plan. So I'm just asking uh, that if this is something that will interest you, or you know someone that's in business for themselves, that you will have them uh, join us on Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Um, and that they can get some business tips uh, on uh, how to do a business plan and other things that the Lord may drop in my spirit to help us um, uh, do better and become better entrepreneurs in business. Well, I do, I thank and praise God. Uh, on tonight, I'm doing something a little bit different uh, than I've done ever uh, in in ministry. I've never been a person that has um, taken up an offering of any kind or asked for an offering or asked for uh, any type of donations. But the Spirit of the Lord has laid some things on my heart to do. And um, I want you tonight, I want to talk to you tonight about sowing a seed into a Word from God uh, broadcast. Uh, I was praying about this, and I was asking God. I need there's some things that God has laid on my heart, uh, some books that He has me to write, some CDs. Um, uh, I'm going to be eventually traveling in ministry to share the Word of God uh, in different places, and God had laid it on my heart, and He confirmed it by two witnesses, and also the Scripture where it says, "You have not." Because you ask not That's found in James chapter 4 and verse 2 uh, God has laid it on my heart To ask the body of Christ For either love offering And or donations And as I said There are many things that God has laid on my heart To do for his kingdom And um, I know that many of you Already pay tithes And you give an offering at your church and that is what you're supposed to do because you definitely never send your tithes out to anyone. Your tithes belong into your home church where you are fed. But offerings you can give anywhere. You can uh, you give your offerings at your church if you're at some type of conference, or maybe there's a a TV ministry that you uh, out, you know feed every month a, a love gift or radio or whatever. Um, but God uh, laid on my heart to ask if you, the body of Christ, would be a blessing to uh, a word from God's broadcast. Um, I'm going to ask you to pray and seek God about being a blessing to this broadcast. Uh, let the Lord drop in your heart how much to give. Allow God to move on your heart. Uh, concerning this request If God says yes Praise God If he says no Praise God If he should so lead you To be a blessing to this ministry I ask that you email me At a word from God 3 
at AOL.com. Again, that's a word from God 3 at AOL.com. I will send you a PayPal request, and you can pay, uh, you can send your love offering or your donation uh, online through PayPal, where uh, many of you know that PayPal is a very secure uh, site when it comes to making payments. To all of you who, um, according to God's leading, uh, bless this ministry with a love offering or a donation, I pray God's greatest blessings on you. I pray that he prospers you forever. To those who cannot give, I also pray God's greatest blessings on you. And I pray that uh, God will bless you to the point where you can in time. Not If it's not to this ministry, but to another ministry. Be a blessing. Uh, sow a seed. Um, uh, I would also say if you cannot um, uh, bless us financially, I would uh, just ask that you continue to pray for us because prayers are very important for the ministry, for anything that we do, because we can do nothing without prayer. And I want you to know I really thought about this because this is just something I don't do and it's something I've never done. And... um, um, it, it, you know, when when I felt led in my spirit to do this, I was like, oh God, oh God, you know. But I'm trying. I'm learning to be obedient. And the Bible says we have not because we ask not. And there are things that God has laid on my heart to do. Um, I cannot do it all on my own. And if you feel like this ministry is a blessing to you, I pray that you will um, write me. At AO uh, at uh, a word from God three at AOL dot com and I will send you that um, um, that PayPal request and also I will send you a receipt for your tax purposes. So I just thank and praise God for um, you taking the time to listen to me uh, on for this particular portion of our ministry. And once again, I do want to say thank you to all who. Um, support this ministry I want to say thank you to all of those who uh, During our my family's time of need uh, The loss of our niece And at the loss of my friend um, I, I just I thank you all so much Many of you wrote kind words on Facebook On my Facebook page And, and, and I just want you to know how appreciative uh, I am concerning uh, your your love towards me. Thank you so, so, so very, very much. Well, we have about 11 minutes, but I have done, I believe, everything that the Spirit of the Lord has told me to do. I'm going to let you just go and enjoy the rest of your evening uh, with your families and um Let the Spirit of the Lord just bless you and your family on this evening. I pray that everything that you so uh, desire from God, that you will receive it. Remember how much God loves you. Remember how mighty he is. But he's not so mighty that he cannot take the time 
to step into your life and take care of the needs in your life. And I want you to know this. I don't care what you might be going through right now. It's just for a season. Just for a season. But as you continue to hold on to the word, as you continue to believe God, as you continue to worship him, as you continue to speak forth the word, because the angel told Daniel, I have come for your words. Let the angel come for your words. The Bible says that the word will not return, that his word does not return unto him void. Whatever God has promised for you or to you, you find that promise in the word of God. You stand on that word. You believe that word. Let the angel of God come down for your words. Let your words be faith-filled words so that God can grant you the very desires of your heart, give you the things that you so desire. God will bless you. It's only for a short time, the season of weeping. It's only for a short time, the season of suffering. Only for a short time. But I want you to know that the best is yet to come. Thank you for tuning in to the Word of God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess, evangelist Rebecca Collier Hagler, saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for Him. See you next week. Good night. And God bless you. I love you.